three, two, one. Hey babies, we're back. It's Red Summer. And it's Honey for Walida. And we are your gay aunties. Hey! What episode is this? This is episode 53. Three! Oh, we get up there. (laughs) Every episode is a blessing. Absolutely. Every day I can come to you, my friend, and see your face and us can talk kiki and talk to you. Answer letters from the children. Yes. It's a blessing. It's definitely a blessing. I really enjoy this process. I do. I do. I do. And just, you know, so you uh, uh, know my children, um, we, this is, we started this for y'all. This is Mm -hmm. why we sit here and and come together um, every Sunday um, to give you what we have um, is to hear from you all. So we're really happy to have a letter today. Yeah. Um, um, and we want to encourage you all to definitely, if you are going through things or you're trying to figure out things in whatever phase of your life that you're in, um, we are help, We are here to help you do just um, that. See us as the aunties you never had, the 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 the, the, the your queer older sisterin <laughs> that can help you figure it out where you can't go to your mama type of thing, you yeah. know, or your family. All right. Um, so with that being said, before we get into the letter, let's see what's going on in the world. Let's speak on it. (laughs) (laughs) Who's first? Who's first in the lineup? Ooh, so. What do you want to talk about? Okay. There's a baby. Lil Mm -hmm. Nas X. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, as you know, most of you all probably know, um, at the height of his uh popularity with his song old town road i think it was mm-hmm. he came out as gay and recently he was on a show what was the show um it was uh, called the Kevin shop Hart. the shop yeah the, the shop well just so people if you don't know what the shop is the shop mm-hmm. is an hbo show that's produced by LeBron James and his business partner. For some reason, his name is eluding me. Sorry. Um, but it's basically a barbershop setup where they have a combination of uh, athletes, you know, uh, professional athletes, um, comedians, and uh, rappers. And, mm-hmm. and R&B, because Mary J was on there, and R&B singers, right? Um, and it's mostly men who are in this roundtable, but they have they do sprinkle it with women, to be fair to them. Um, and so that's the show, The Shop. Yeah. And little Nas X and Kevin Hart were on an episode together. And Kevin Hart <laughs> is usually on the show, right? No, no, no. This, I, no, I, I oh, watched all the episodes. Oh, he was a guest yeah. also? Yes, he was a guest. He, yeah, oh. no, everyone's a guest. Wow. Yes. The, the only regular people is the brother whose name is eluding me, mm-hmm. who's a LeBron James partner. And usually LeBron is a regular one as well, but he's he wasn't on this particular episode. Okay, so I feel yeah. like I've seen it before and I've... I don't know why I thought Kevin Hart was like maybe a regular or was like had been on the show before. But okay. Either way, on this episode, Kevin Hart was there and Little Nas X was there. Mm -hmm. And so they brought up uh, him coming out. And so the people (laughs) have had a lot of reaction (laughs) to this episode because when they were trying to discuss... Even just bring up the topic, Kevin Hart interrupted and was like, he said he was gay. So what? Right? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, you know, bringing back some of the issues that people had with Kevin Hart and him being homophobic and, you know, him really trying to over talk the child and not let him even get a word (laughs) in on his own coming out. (laughs) Exactly. In which which he was 
able to do easily because one, um, he is Kevin Hart. He is an alpha comedian. Mm-hmm. Okay, he takes up space. Most comedians take up space, and he's an alpha comedian, all right, regardless of his height. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. And on the flip, little Nas X, though he's like, I think he's over six feet, <laughs> he's a younger man, you mm-hmm. know, um, and that did that right there. So his voice yeah. is is not as developed, or he doesn't know quite, or, or at least how it appeared to me, he didn't know how to quite navigate this alpha comedian coming at him so he can truly take up as much space, of if not more, because of the topic that they were talking about. Mm-hmm. So that bet right there was a whack-ass power dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, from the clips that I got to see, I was glad that he did, like, step up and, and yes. vocalize for himself uh, what his position was. And I thought yes. it was kind of interesting that he said that um, if he had come out in, at the beginning of the song's uh, popularity then people would think that he was doing it to get attention, right? Mm-hmm. That he was mm-hmm. like making a a, a play um, for controversy or something like that. But he came out at the height of the popularity for the song. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of made me think like, you know, he came out when he had the most to lose, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And if you think about like his core audience for the song. Kids. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, But, and so with kids come parents, right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And the kids love that song. Like, I don't even know the words I can be, you know, I'm an auntie. I can barely make out what he's saying, but they know every word, even like Mm -hmm. whole schools full of children like Mm -hmm. performing a song in tandem, right? And, you know, that is actually a conversation that that's where the conversation could have went if Kevin Hart wasn't so interruptive. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, as far as this is your audience, you know, what the, or rather really honor him and the courage that it took to come out under everything we just laid out. You know, mm-hmm. um, at the height of his popularity, most of his audience um, are kids in the South. And Not so much kids in the South, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Um, so he probably had to, I mean, I don't know how much contention he's or how much blowback he's received from, you know, parents who mm-hmm. are or homophobic parents or what have you. But um, still, I'm sure that his little, you know, risk management team, that was something that came up. Yeah, <laughs> when he decided he was going to come out, and he decided anyway. So I want to commend his bravery, and not just his bravery, but I want to commend him for coming out and probably how he's helped support other young people who mm-hmm. are his fans who are questioning. I don't care how young they are, because I knew I I knew I was attracted to girls when I was six. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it you know it's for that I want to just hold that space regardless of what happened on the show, that that still is a reality. And mm-hmm. a lot of times in our community, we don't really acknowledge the work being done enough. And we more kind of focus on, you know, more com- people who are combative against us or, you know, people who are, you know. So I think let's just hold that space for a yeah. second and really sit with what this brother did. Okay. Being who he is, you know, but absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, So it, when we, even put up the clip about it i was like wait when did this happen because i thought i thought kevin was dead or dying or like something. I, I didn't know 
I don't I don't know like how recent this is because isn't he hospitalized? Nigga, when you just said that, I was like, hold on, Google. I was like, I didn't hear nothing. You know what I mean? I was like, this brother flipped his car, mind you, with no seatbelts on. Yeah. I was like, okay. I was like, is he dashing? Y'all stressing this brother so bad he flipping his car, y'all. <laughs> you got homie flipping his car. Well, I know it was a lot of like backlash against Kevin, like online mm-hmm. or whatever, um, about his comments about his mannerisms about you know him over talking to the brother mm-hmm, like you know mm-hmm. just a lot of that um so i you know to your point i don't know if he was stressed out i don't know if they were drinking no, or no. if they were joyriding you know what i'm saying but yeah. i don't even think he was the the driver of the car at the time like the whole situation i haven't gotten like a clear um view of what actually happened i heard about it on the breakfast club one day um and i was like getting to work so i didn't get to hear the rest of it but um i did see dr phil on on tmz was saying that he has a similar car and like that those things go really fast and he could understand like the impact that it had because it's a big heavy hard like old car well, look at the at the end of the day. Bottom line, they had to get him out with the jaws of life. You know, yeah. he had to go under go under surgery. He's still here with us, but I don't really know the okay. update of his health. You know, so regardless of where this man is, which I want to speak to, where this man is in regards to queer people in mm-hmm. his process. You know, human life is human life, and nobody wants. Yeah. You know, he has given a lot, and, and I was. I'm a preface to saying I'm not a huge Kevin Hart fan, but but he has given a lot. Uh, to us, at the very least, um, probably one of the hardest working comedians in the yeah. business. You know, his work ethic is like off the chain. Mm-hmm. But um, so, you know, I best to him. You know, I hope he makes it through. So then I kind of have a... I don't mm. remember what his initial tweets were or whatever it was that uh, got everybody. Mm. Uh, well, the big one was he's like, if basically he's basically saying that he was talking around his fears of his son becoming gay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was gay. That kind of shit, yeah. Okay. You know, and that's supposed to be funny. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll, I don't know. I'll table that for another time because I need to well, formulate this question myself. <laughs> well, you know, I, I have thoughts on about it. it. Yeah, I have thoughts on it because I, I kind of went back and forth with folks um, on my Facebook page, especially like things like this. I, I do on my Facebook page more than anything because mm-hmm. it's more just friends. Um, we don't always agree, but, you know, it's more friends as opposed to the public. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I really ain't trying to hear y'all speak on what I'm speaking on. I, I ain't trying to hear your opinions on my motherfucking opinion, really, at, <laughs> at the end of the day. I ain't trying to be attacked by the queer police. Mm-hmm. You know, I ain't trying to do none of that. I But what I do stand by is that I do consider myself an empath in a way. And so I I look at the world in a particular way and I'm very, very hypersensitive to tone and body language in the human process of understanding and how we do that depending on who we are as humans, right? Mm -hmm. So I watch the show, right? Um, And as it was happening, I'm looking, first of all, when the show came on, I was like, okay, I know they're going to talk about Lil Nas X and here's Kevin Hart around. This is a setup. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if they don't talk about Lil Nas X um, and, and then, you know, all that in the context of Kevin Hart's um, history with queer folks, I don't know how this is going to be a show. Right. Yeah. So when the scene happened um, and the first time Kevin Hart uh, interrupted him, I said, mm, hmm, hmm, I wasn't 
angry or mad or you know because i don't like to initially react like that i like to mm-hmm. just kind of sit and let the let the scene play itself out and how i approached it and i want to be really clear that i am not so much defending kevin hart i am not a big kevin hart fan i don't honestly think his stand-up is funny um, you know hey uh, you know or mm-hmm. his movies whatever but hey yeah brother, some, but... obviously some motherfuckers do okay <laughs> but <laughs> but the way he interrupted um, him, for me, uh, appeared to be, one, he was being de- some uh, residue of, def- of being defensive, mm-hmm. you know, um, because he has been under attack. Um, unfortunately, the alpha comedian came in and that mixed with, for me, his body language and his tone and how he approached it was a very physical way of processing what's going on because he tried to come off like so you came out so what like try to like say that it shouldn't be a big deal obviously mm-hmm. he doesn't have the language or the the way to approach it where really what you want to say is that you know coming out should not be a big deal in 2019 but it still is yeah but instead he says you came out so what just be you Da-da-da. you know <laughs> and, so and said- almost <laughs> even like he's trying to be supportive. Like, hey, and, it's and no big deal. Exactly. Like, what? okay, gotcha. And, but because his body language is all, uh, uh, I don't know, and cutting him off, or it, it, it sounds, and probably to some degree, was disingenuous. Because mm-hmm. you can't, and, and when disingenuous, not so much like he's faking it, but disingenuous that if you haven't fully processed for yourself and, and moved the bar to yeah. having a better understanding, it's going to affect the way you talk about the situation. So he really should have kept his mouth shut. But again, it's entertainment and it's mm-hmm. a show and I'm sure it was encouraged for him to say something. Okay? So I'm putting all that in context. So I, with that being said, I choose not to really waste much time focusing on Kevin Hart's reaction to Nas X. You know, or... Because he also it, was like, when Lil Nas was saying that, well, I was raised to hate being gay. You know, exactly. I, he said I was for I was raised to hate this shit, and Kevin was like, mm-hmm. "What? What?" Like, but yeah. he was like being gay. Like, I'm trying to like exactly. <laughs> finesse exactly. the situation, like, you know, but nigga. you want me to say it? Okay, fine. Like, and he was like, "If you from the hood, you know what's you up, right? Exactly. <laughs> you know exactly. how it is for us, you know, out there, and how and basically toxic masculinity and what it says about being gay." And that's mm-hmm. probably what Kevin is balancing, right? Mm-hmm. Because you've mentioned that he's a small man, that he's, you know, a black man. <laughs> and so if you add anything on top of that, that makes you look more soft, more uh, effeminate, more, right? <laughs> then mm-hmm. he has to hyper um, attack those thoughts by mm-hmm. being alpha, as you, you mentioned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, you hit it right on the head. You know, um, I, my my thing is that no one comes to the uh, the table and we talk about things like this, and we're quote unquote on opposing sides or uh, opposing adjacent. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, no one comes to the table with a clean slate. No one comes to the table without their baggage. No one comes to the table without being honestly a human being and being affected by what you've been taught, what you know. And so the learning process does not always look like we would like it to look like we all get on Twitter, you know, digging your ass for a hot second and you all of a sudden get it. 
Mm-hmm. You know, or you go into a corner, meditate, and come out like, I'm a brand new person. I'm no longer, you know, homophobic and yada, yada, yada. That's not how, and being a person in the public, that's not how it's going to go down. And I think as a queer community, we, it would be great if we can hold space for the actual process that someone, that we would want someone to grant us when yeah. we don't understand shit. You know, mm-hmm. um, and not not to say we're going to, you know, coddle your ass because you got to do your own homework, homie. I ain't here to like hold your hand through the whole thing. You know, I'll send you some links and some books to read. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I, like I ain't trying to teach white folks. I ain't trying to teach shay folks either unless I love them. Mm-hmm. OK, but I don't know nor love Kevin Hart. So he needs to do his own homework. But still his process, you know, um, it's going to be public regardless. And I think we need to make room for that, you know, um, to not so much not say anything, but be but be even sharper on how we critique him now. Okay, so what are we seeing? Being able to see it, you know? And look, I could be wrong. He could just be a motherfucker. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But I am one who likes to believe in humanity. I like to believe in, in personal growth in others because I want to believe it in myself. So how, why not believe it in others? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my process with the homophobes in our own community, you know? Um, and I've seen people gradually change literally by knowing me, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's, and that's what it is. Is get, I think the real fight is getting more queer and straight people to hang together, not in some sort of intentional workshop or panel, because that's just combative yeah. to begin with. I'm talking about doing a work, like building a house together, or just I'm taking up random things, but yeah. doing some sort of community work, particularly in the black community, <laughs> you know, work together so we can really engage in, in a real world way. That's how you really change people. Because at the end of the day, I don't care what kind of human being you are, unless you have deep, deep mental issues, that when you are in, when you are physically, when you are verbally engaged with someone for a, a purpose outside of you both, yeah. when you get to to talk with someone about on, your on commonalities. Dis- yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, you cannot fight your you cannot hold up the hate. It's hard to hold it up. It's yeah. really hard. It's so really hard. One thing that is that what you're saying is kind of making me think of is the conversation um, of moving past like tolerance to mm. like acceptance or you know something else, right? So it seems like like even in this conversation, Kevin is trying to show that he. Um, I don't care. It doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? You know, you can just be you. Like, but not Mm -hmm. in a like a ew, you know what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. type of thing, but like everybody's everybody, okay? It doesn't matter, right? Mm -hmm. But that is tolerance, right? That is, I will Mm -hmm. let you be in the room and I'm gonna act like none of this bothers me, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm Mm -hmm. going to tolerate your presence. As Mm -hmm. opposed to I see you. I understand you. I accept, you know, you for who I you see are. Me in you. Without yeah, without mm-hmm. any of my weight or shit like on you. Like that's mm-hmm. a different conversation. And I think that because a lot of time the conversation is only for men to just allow space black like black straight men, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just allow space for gay people in you know with them there's no conversation about how safe that space should be what mm-hmm. <laughs> what that space should feel like for the people who are being there now right <laughs> so i 
you know, I hear what you're saying. Like, he feels like he's doing the work and being like, okay, it's it's fine. It doesn't does. matter. Like, I think he does. That's the, that's the, that's the almost sad slash funny thing about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because for him, he's like, I'm not a homophobe anymore. I don't care about gays. Right? <laughs> Which is not the same. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Um, and so, you know, I I just hope that the process continues. I, you know, I don't wish any will ill will on the brother. I hope he heals well and recovers and all of that good stuff. Um, and he really shouldn't have to be burdened with his um, concept of homosexuality in that healing process. Let him go on and get well. <laughs> Or, you know, sometimes when 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 you have a near-death experience, which that is what, and let's just, yeah. first, first of all, if you, I've never had a near-death experience, but I can imagine how traumatic that is. Yeah. Even if he comes out physically okay, when you almost lose your life, that fucks you up and flips your wig. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's see what, you know, happens, you know. Again, we all want him to come out well. You know, he has a family. He has people who love him as well. You right. know what I mean? So we want him to come out well. But I am curious to how he is going to... It may not even change his stance on homophobia, but I am curious to how um, he changes as a man having gone through such a traumatic experience. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. And can we talk just for a second? I know we're, we're inching up in time, but mm -hmm. our cutoff culture... Girl, don't. So, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll, we'll, we'll be on this no, for no, a minute. No, and that's oh, why I hesitated yeah. even bringing I like, it up. I like the word, I like that term cutoff culture. Because they also call it cancel culture. Okay. I like cut off, like you cut, you cut off. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, you know, I am no fan of that. Mm. I'm no fan of that. And I and I say that all day long, again, on Facebook. Because mm -hmm. I, I, I like my privacy. But, um, uh, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the cutoff culture is unforgiving, unyielding, and uh, and actually unapologetically unforgiving, which mm -hmm. is an oxymoron in on itself to have those two words together. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and, and, and honestly, when I've seen people in, you know, been a, people, institutions, uh, no, I won't say institutions, I'll say people, groups of people, mm -hmm. um, be attacked, um with cutoff culture or cancel culture or we going to dead you by all means necessary but never ever replace what you take out that's my biggest beef mm. with cutoff culture is that you want to get rid of whatever you think it is not change or transform but get rid of it because you don't want to see you want to hear the bullshit i get that i'm black and gay too but there is never the same amount of energy to replace what is now no longer there. Because what, what cutoff culture essentially does is saying you have no value. Yeah. Period. Or you have no value to me. And so because you have no value to me, you therefore must not have no value to anyone else. And that is not how the world should work. Mm -hmm. because what is valuable to me may not be valuable to someone else. What is not valuable to me or what I feel may hurt me may be valuable to someone else in a completely different context. Mm 
Now, how can these two things exist? That's the work I think we need to have, not just in our community, even in the straight community, you mm-hmm. know, or the white community in regards to blacks. Like, how can we coexist? But what exactly does that look like? I don't think as much as, you know, queer folks or activists, you know, as activists, we say, you know, we believe everyone should coexist. You know, this world should be for all. You know, it's about all inclusiveness. Are you really saying that? Mm-hmm. Because you're saying our definition of being all-inclusive is just that. That means including us in the greater world. But there sometimes is this lack or lack of willingness to appreciate what's already in the greater world because we are, you know, seen as a minority or we're attacked in the ways that we are. Mm. So it really is about the issue of what are we focusing on and what is going to be the end result when the dust settles, what do, what can we all enjoy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And what well, so, is just for, you know, yeah, this person well, or that person. Yeah. So it, it leaves a, um, a scenario, which is kind of what we're fighting against, right? So if you don't mm-hmm. believe in exactly everything that I believe in the way that I believe it, then die, right? <laughs> um, you and so, your mama. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm at a real tenuous place with this because I believe wholeheartedly mute R. Kelly, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm about it, right? But I also, you know, have to take into account that, you know, everything that we've been saying, like there are nuances, there's levels of education, there's levels of exposure and, and blah, blah, blah. Like mm-hmm. there's all these factors that come into place on how people come to believe or understand the things that they believe or understand, right? Did the person mm-hmm. grow up in the church? Did they have an experience in their past? Do they have some, you know, uh, effective child childhood experiences, right? All kind of things, right? Are are a part of people showing up the way that they do in different places, right? Um but ooh, like it it's I'm it's hard. I know it's hard. I need to like, yeah, really think about and figure out because there are some instances that I'm like, hell no. Like you mm-hmm. are dead to me, right? There I mean, are listen, other situations. Listen. But for me, like especially, you know, and we you have heard my R. Kelly thing all the way through, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. how I feel, like and why I do. But I think that like that's a situation where chance after chance after chance after chance, right? <laughs> People yes. kept giving him and he kept showing that like I am not going to be redeemed. Right. Mm-hmm. That's one Basically. thing. Somebody else being like Oh, like regurgitating this thing that they've heard all their lives. Mm. And you being like, you're a stamp the label on them. Mm-hmm. And then we throw them away. Right? That's a different thing. We're not challenging the thought. We're not giving the person the opportunity to be like, hmm, maybe I was whack for that. Right? No opportunities for growth. Like none of that. You're just, yeah, you, much, like much- you said, you have no value anymore. You have no value anymore, um, and then so just go somewhere and die, you know. Um, and I get it, like things like R. Kelly, or even like some streams along race, like the KKK or fucking mm-hmm. Donald Trump, you know. Um, so I was in the car with uh, these in uh, 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 Uber, right, with these women, and Trump came up. We were all having a whole car conversation about Trump, and one woman says, um, 
You know, I wish somebody just assassinate. I, I dream that somebody assassinates him. And though I know, I know. And though I understand where she's coming from, I totally get that. The person that I am cannot hold that space for her. I cannot yeah. say, yeah, girl. No, 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 no. Because as soon as I say I'm okay with someone else getting shot, I then change who the fuck I am. And that's mm. not what Hanif is trying to do. What I would prefer to see is a nigga in cuffs. Yes. What I prefer to see <laughs> is The Fall. Right. I want to see that show. The Fall. Yes, okay? now that's ratings. I will watch <laughs> that show. That's ratings. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because um, at the end of the day, we know it's, it's so beyond Donald Trump. It's something that's deeply systemic about this country, period. Right. even allowed him to be. Okay. That being said, that being said, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all yeah, I'm all going I, back into yeah, like yeah. how we we attack or attach our concepts of right and wrong, yes. you know the the good and bad, and mm-hmm. what we what meaning we put onto those things. Yes, exactly, and yeah. our actions as we react to the things that life brings to us, mm-hmm. you know. So right, we that, have a a, oh yeah. a little bit of life being brought to someone. <laughs> what? We have a letter. Oh yes, yes, because that does that gives us life. That does oh, give us yes. life. Oh um, yes. <laughs> and so in this situation, I don't know. Let me see. Wait, before we get into letter, you know, again, we want to also encourage y'all to please send us your letters. We love letters, and we have a personal goal of at least reading two letters per show. So the more letters we get, we can actually meet that goal. So help your aunties meet the goal to help you. Help us help you. <laughs> I don't Whatever. know about the name part. Uh, the person does not say yeah, don't say yeah. my name, but just for by default, let's just safety. let's just call her Jay. Okay, yeah. Jay. All right. <laughs> so Jay sent us a letter, um, and we're very excited when we get letters from you all. So I'll just jump into it. Um, I attended. A three-week job training in Atlanta. I arrived two days late and was forced to share a room with another female personnel from our company. From the moment we met, she was inquisitive and fun, and there was this mutual queer attraction instantly. We're both attractive femme professionals. In my mind, our attraction was innocent, and we did not know each other. She cracked jokes before going out in the town most nights. She returned to our room around midnight while I chose to stay in, finish your work requirements. My goal is to always remain professional. While she would discreetly undress in front of me, we'd have casual girl talk. My eyes would skim her amazing body. <laughs> she, <laughs> she, would, <Been> there. <laughs> she would bring in leftover food from local restaurants. I had a huge sweet tooth my second night there. Um... She insisted that I try leftover cheesecake, uh, where her insisting that I try leftover cheesecake was such a great offer at 1 a.m. She brings over a big box of cheesecake and says, we'll have to share it. I'm just happy I'm getting food. <laughs> she asked to get in bed with me where she gets comfortable and sticks out her fork full of cheesecake. I'm laying down and she's feeding me cheesecake. Only a couple of bites, but now it's definitely gotten a little more unprofessional. (laughs) On the second bite, she tells me, don't think about it too much. 
and leans in really close. That's how now this chemistry feels different and I'm still trying to stay professional, avoiding the thought about her banging body. <laughs> Whatever my sister. <laughs> so I stop eating and wait till she puts her fork down to get my own piece. <laughs> we finished the cheesecake. She then says she's really cold natured and wants to get warm in my bed. I said, yes, perhaps expecting something platonic. She immediately climbs on top of me and we began going at it. I promise she went from Queen Latifah and L'Oreal commercial to Cleo and set it off. No. <laughs> Her whole demeanor changed <laughs> and I didn't know what to do but enjoy sex. <laughs> And she wasn't femme. She went on to let me know that her makeup and clothes didn't mean anything. She did not consider herself femme. Interesting. All mm -hmm. right. So then she continues. Yes. The morning after, the morning after, we got up and went about our day like good professionals. Mm -hmm. However, so <laughs> this was my first time having a one night stand. Mm. I enjoyed sex, but I'm upset I gave into um. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy the sex, but I'm upset I gave into unprofessionalism um, seduction mm. Mm. with this beautiful woman. Mm -hmm. Over <laughs> the three weeks, there we go. Excuse me. Over the three weeks, we got to know each other. Um, more though, we did not have sex again. Okay, mm. they didn't have sex again, but they did get to know each other. We have a lot of common interests and cuddled every other night for weeks. Because they were there for three weeks. Oh, yeah. Okay, now I understand. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay. I fought the urge to ask questions. Strangely, she didn't... I fought the urge to ask questions. Strangely, she didn't want to answer questions or open up. Now, I'd like to get to know her. She divorced. She's divorced, lives in Texas with two small kids. I live in North Carolina with no children. Are lesbian one-night stands common? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> For me, they are not. <laughs> is this something worth pursuing? Her energy, her energy is confusing. I'm an honest, straightforward person. She says she's in a bad place mentally, <laughs> preventing her from opening up. But that mental uh, space did restrain her from having sex. Ugh! Help, aunties. Don't do it. <laughs> done. Don't do it. Done. It's done. <laughs> All you right, know. thank you so much for the show. Show, exactly. Thank you for writing us. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right, all right. Let's let's break it out a little bit. Okay. Just so for her, because this is her first, she said this is her first one night stand, right? Aww. Well, one, as I interjected to say that, yes, this is a common thing. Like, it's a common thing with every human being and with whoever you're attracted to. You're going to have a one night stand at least once in your life. And this may be your once. <laughs> Maybe you over it after this, you know. I never. But oh, really? No. Go for it, then, girl. No, you can't too late, huh? Sorry, I'm sorry. No, I am totally forget, like forgive a me the, Forgive me the other like, Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I have my my fun phase, but even with that, like, I never got to just like hook up and leave like um i always be dragging it out and be trying to like a sister get to know her <laughs> like, 
We'll see if the second time is as good as the first time. <laughs> Yo, I mean, listen, I'm no, I'm not exactly a whore over here. I haven't had like mountains of one night stands. And it's not honestly, quote unquote, a part of me. Maybe it's the reserved Muslim girl. I don't know. But I have had my moments, which I'm appreciative. Well, one was kind of weird, but which I'm appreciative of, <laughs> you know? <laughs> But you know what? I'll, I'll jump off of that. Mm-hmm. Listen, one night stands are just that. It's your one time interaction with a somewhat stranger. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and sometimes the best way to approach those is just to be present, enjoy them, and have no expectations. Yeah. You know, you may not even know that it's a one night stand when you're having the one night stand because mm-hmm. you make it go sit afterwards, or like this woman is, all of a sudden she's kind of kind of little like, uh, I'm not here, I'm not in the right headspace. I mean, honestly, your last couple of sentences you answered your own question. Yeah. If she says she ain't ready for nothing, then that's the end of the discussion. Right. You trying to push up or try to pursue something that she is not willing to reciprocate. Only the only going to get hurt from that is you. And you may just lose her even as a friend. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, now you can stay as a friend and kind of hide in the sidelines on the, on the cut and wait till she's, you know, as her, you being her friend, she gets in the right headspace. But even that is disingenuous. Yeah. So, <laughs> as a friend. So, we just say dead it. You know, res- you know, enjoy that you had fun with her. The whole cheesecake scene was hot as hell. Mm-hmm. She's like, just relax, honey. <laughs> Lay back. Let, let me put this cheesecake in your mouth. Like, that's great. Mm-hmm. You have a great story to tell. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's the end of the enjoyment. You know what I mean? Um, and honestly, you know, this is uh, a sister with two kids. You're probably not a priority mm. at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Um, as far as her trying to pursue some one night stand she had at, um, damn, we, we laying it out. A one night stand she had at a conference where yeah. a lot of one night stands happen because mm-hmm. you're away from home. You're away from reality. Yeah. It's like, you know, getting to know someone online is not reality. You can mm-hmm. dive into your imagination and do whatever, and then you come back to reality. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I, you know, it may not feel good, but I think that actually is what it is a reality for you, that you were a part of her escapism from the real world back in Texas because she was away for three weeks. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine being a single? Well, I'm not, I don't know if she's a single. She's a divorcee, and she's queer, so let's assume she's single. So a single mom with two kids getting a three-week vacation? Come on now. Oh, yeah. It's about to be old and popping. <laughs> yeah, it's on. <laughs> and so, like, what you're making me think about is the, mm. the, the propensity for women to immediately nest once they <laughs> meet, right? Oh, because had she not been self-aware enough to be like, all right, look. I initiated this situation. I know I set it off, but what I'm going to do is reel it back. I'm going to chill. I'm going to let you know that I'm really not, you know, although I did make this other advance, I'm not mentally in a place to go deeper in a relationship. Let me press pause, right? So she's gifted you that in this experience, right? Mm -hmm. So you can choose to take it or you can choose to ignore it. But that's totally up to you. But what ignoring it does um, is it allows you to go into la-la land. 
And in La La Land, you start imagining all the wonderful ways that you're going to take trips to Texas and where you all are going to take the children (laughs) on vacation. And then you start thinking about how how wonderful it will be for your job to transfer you to the Texas location. Stop it! Stop it! (laughs) And... How you all have this, you know, popcorn family and your next Christmas cards that you're going to send out, you know, with the rainbow tree in the back. And you will do all of that to yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Whether she's along for this ride with you or not. Now, the problem is there are a lot of times where women who are not necessarily interested will go through that whole process of fantasy with you. They'll be like, oh my gosh, like the rainbow tree, that's gonna be so cute. The kids will love it, right? There's a mall right by me. Like it's gonna be perfect. You're gonna love it here. And they will go through all of that with you. Why? Because you're in North Carolina and they're in Texas and it's not real until a bitch buy a plane ticket. (laughs) (laughs) Until a U-Haul shows up and things start getting weird. And then Mm -hmm. you are, like Hanifa was saying, you are faced with reality. Now you can choose to be in reality today or you can choose to join reality once you have moved all your shit out of your place and you sitting up in Austin somewhere trying to find your apartment because now she's saying this is not what I really want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I really think this person, I know that we have had a whole lot of, oh my God, this is straight girl shit, like conversations about no, how people play. She's mm-hmm. not giving you that. Right? <laughs> she is very clear with you that she is not interested in moving deeper into a relationship. That you all can cuddle, you can hang out, you can enjoy the rest of your three weeks, you can maybe even keep in touch, you know, like each other's pictures on IG. Cool, (laughs) right? (laughs) (laughs) But anything else that you pursue after that is enter at your own risk. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> and, and and honestly, and even if you were to pursue it, which we again strongly encourage you not to, you have to check where your headspace is. Because I'm just looking over the letter here and this whole bit where she says, I'm upset I gave in to unprofessionalism like seduction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you enjoyed every motherfucking minute of that. You ain't give in to nothing. You weren't fighting it. Like mm-hmm. you have an, I think you have an idea like, okay, this was a professional setting. You know, um, we should have been professional. First of all, when you're on your own time, you're both adults. I don't give a hell where you are. Mm-hmm. If you're at a, you know, a conference or whatever, you can do what the hell you want. This once, once you're clock out, once you're not in the office setting or a panel yeah. or whatever conference thing, you can do what you want. There's nothing unprofessional about what she did. What she did is she followed on her own attraction to you. Now, you and your head started having this dialogue like, this is unprofessional. You know, I'm just picking at her banging ass body because, you know, I don't want to be unprofessional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> 
you know, actually puts this cheesecake in my mouth. Why are you doing this to me? Why are you feeding me grapes? (laughs) Seduction. I'm falling for it. I gave in. I tried to hold it back. Mm -hmm. Why? 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 You, you, all you did, if that's truly what you were processing at the moment, Mm -hmm. all you would, is, is holding back the floodgates of feeling good. Mm-hmm. Okay, and she wasn't. So she's been clear from the giddy up. Just like she's clear with you now. She don't want a motherfucking relationship. It was nice cuddling. It was nice fucking for that one time. Why can't we enjoy that as professional adults? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then keep it moving, you know? So just be mindful of how you see yourself in this situation. You are no victim. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, she did not do something to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. You both gave permission to each other to engage and you had fun and then so what there's no problem here don't feel guilty yeah don't use words like gave in or you know like that that's just a wrong way to look at it you should say wow i had this great experience girl i went to commerce girl i had me the night to suck up you know what i'm saying i got my cuddles mm-hmm. on like when we doing that conference next year you know what I'm saying? <laughs> If anything, right. you should connect with her to hook up next year. If there right. is a next and year, you don't have and to that do be... nothing else but like be conference buddies. <laughs> exactly, but honestly, she's probably going to say on that because if she's not wanting a relationship, and then here you come say, "Hey, how about next year?" She's like, "You know, I won't play this game now. Mm-hmm. I told you what I don't want." So she is now maybe I don't I'm not speaking for her, but she may I would be distrustful of you now if you've already expressed that you want more than what the fuck that was. Mm. you know what i mean so maybe you won't even see now you probably blue hooking up next next conference (laughs) i'm just saying Mm. i'm just saying just saying yeah because i don't know if they're still in communication with each other i don't know how long ago the conference was so you know in Mm -hmm. that context be chill (laughs) cool out be friends like please don't book the u-haul like I know. Ain't nothing there. I know. I know. It's this feeling so strong. You can't just don't do it. Okay. Yeah. Just go back to your reality. Like let things be cool. You know, if you all are still in communication with each other, it doesn't have to be weird. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and you know, not for nothing, let this be, you know, lesson one on one and having one night stands. If you should choose to have it again in your life, you know, really think about how you felt, what you could have done better, like maybe if you felt her um kind of coming on to you, maybe you could have you could have um engaged with her earlier and y'all could have had fun for longer. all I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is that if anything, this woman gave you a gift that she followed her attraction to you. You may mm-hmm. want to do that with other women in your life that you happen by. Doesn't mean you're going to be in a relationship. But if you now know that I can follow through with my attraction for someone, they're either going to say yes or no. Mm-hmm. Or hold on for a second. Let me think about it. But <laughs> mostly it's yes or no. You know, and so that courage that this woman obviously already possessed, she's like, I'm going to get that. And that's guess what? She got that. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Ain't no shame in her game. You know, you ain't a child. You ain't someone she shouldn't be with. You mm-hmm. another grown queer adult. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, so she has given you a lesson. Now you can move forward. It's like, you know what? If I see someone I'm attracted to, maybe, you know, I see, you know, and maybe that you're attracted to, but also, you know, that you yourself may not be ready to be in a relationship. That doesn't mean you can't have sex. Mm. 
You know what I mean? But yeah. the thing with, with the thing with the thing with one night um stands, um, or rather just speaking on this being in a space where you're not ready for a relationship, but you still want to have sex, mm -hmm. you know, then it's, the onus is on you to be very clear, like this woman has been, mm -hmm. or at least seemingly based on your letter, you know, but um, be very intentional, be very clear, you know, or maybe the one wasn't as clear. Maybe she didn't really clearly say, you know, during the conference, like, look, this is just, you know, this is just a thing, you know, maybe she did skip that part. I don't know. But, um, if anything, she gave you aid on how to 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 follow your own attractions to people, and that when you, um, this is what I'm trying to say. Let me back up. Mm -hmm. What I'm trying to say is that not everyone wants to be in a relationship. So even when you don't want to be in a relationship, but you still want to have sex, there are plenty of people out there who just want to have sex too. And knowing that that fact, that carnal rule, you know what I mean. You can. A kind of approach life and your attractions different. Not everything has to be a U-Haul situation. Not everything like I want to get to know you better. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It can just be a very momentary, be present. You can get so much of being present with someone for that moment. End of story. Mm -hmm. No one is lost for anything. Just stay in the moment. Yeah, that was the part that I kind of just skim back over on the letter or just like my eyes were just attracted to was like, now I want to get to know her. Like, why? And so, and not even like I get it. Like, yeah, <laughs> like especially if it was banging, she's hot. Like it was a good time, whatever. Um, I I totally agree with Hanifa saying like, uh, give yourself the opportunity to just have had that good time. Mm -hmm. Like just allow that to be what it is like maybe you all will see each other again in the future but be okay with that not happening like mm -hmm. <laughs> be okay mm -hmm. with that now so that anything else is you know circumstantial <laughs> like, <it> definitely <laughs> like it's not the goal because once you make it the goal then it puts undue pressure on someone who has you know, express that they can't handle that pressure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So whereas women are very quick to attach or rather we really appreciate the idea of love mm -hmm. and growing that love. Women also like this woman is, can be very clear period mm -hmm. <laughs> and show you that that side of black air magic that doesn't always feel good. Like I'm gonna tell you where I'm at now. You can choose, <laughs> mm -hmm. but I'm not. I'm not gonna return it. You know what I mean? So that's that's. I mean, that's it. There's no really nothing more to say to that. Do not pursue this. You know, stay in your own damn city. Don't have no plans of moving. Don't even. <laughs> don't even. Don't even go on her Facebook profile. Even look at the pictures of her kids. They ain't your kids. They ain't never gonna be your kids. Your kids are gonna <laughs> never know your name. You know what I mean? Her friends don't probably even know your name. She probably oh. said, yo, I hooked up, yo. I hooked up over in the conference and probably didn't go. I, I mean, but that's real. But that's yeah. real. And I understand if you, if you haven't been in this situation, you can't maybe embrace the idea of someone kind of cutting you off like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I get that. We're all like, oh, I'm a wonderful person. Why wouldn't, you know, she say my name when talking to her friends about the great sex? No. <laughs> she like, I hooked up. <laughs> Girl, I got my girl, my three week vacation. Fuck a conference, girl. I have me a three week, you know, vacation. And her girl said, they, "You know what? Her girl's probably 
encouraged her to do just what she did. Like, girl, you got three weeks. Mm -hmm. Okay? We got your kids till you gone. Or mama got your kids till you gone. <laughs> but you got three weeks to make that shit happen. We want to hear you coming back saying that you just worked. Mm-hmm. Get out, <laughs> have real fun, friends, have she, a good time. Come on back have home. have a good time. Yeah. If she got real friends, that is a conversation that happened. Trust. Yeah. <laughs> okay? So anyway. All right, Jay. You know, I, I hope that what we said has helped giving you clarity. Um... And some strength in the situation to turn the other way mm -hmm. and in the other direction <laughs> towards your own happiness. And so you can now invite someone in your... If you are ready for a relationship, now you can be open to receive whoever that person is who lives in your hometown. You know, no plane tickets, <laughs> no Skype conversations. <laughs> you know what yes. I mean? A real, actual relationship. If that's what you want, then you shall have it. Just be open to it and don't block... Or don't put the lock on the door because you're over here looking at Texas. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. All right. True, true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. Thank you so that... much, Jay, for your letter. Thank you, Jay. And if thank anybody you. else has letters, send them on. <laughs> yes. And and here's another reminder. We've been promoting on our IG and we've been promoting on the show um, about Sunday brunch with your gay aunties. Yay. You want to have Sunday brunch with us. So yeah. this is it. If you haven't heard or you're still pondering, we want to really solidify our your gay aunties um, family. Okay, so we have you guys that are on Instagram. Some of you have put some money forth on Patreon. We appreciate that. So we want to, for those of you all who come out of pocket, we want to make sure that you get a little something extra because mm -hmm. you're doing that. You know, it's like, you know, life is hard. Find everybody's budgeting. Everybody's doing all that. But you have found value in, enough, in us enough to give to us. So we set up something on our Patreon page called Sunday Brunch with Your Gay Aunties. And for only 10 bucks a month, mm -hmm. you know your ass won't miss it. Tight budget or not, but 10 bucks or none. <laughs> no, you know, whatever. You know, like we always say, give what you can when you can. But ten for 10 bucks a month, what you will have access to. The last show that we tape of each month, which is on a Sunday. We tape mm -hmm. on Sundays, right? We're going to videotape us because me and Red, we're looking at each other right now as we're recording this podcast, yeah. you know. So it's one thing to hear us. It's another thing to see us mm -hmm. and hear us. Yeah. So. We are going to tape every Sunday morning, 10 a.m., right? But the last Sunday, we're going to immediately um, send that videotape only to our Sunday Brunch Patreon supporters. Yeah. Okay? So you get to actually see the show, um, see us, and you get to hear and see the show three whole days before everybody else. Right. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> So that that is, and that's only um ten dollars, and so we really would appreciate your support of your gay aunties. Yeah, I'm excited about goals. I'm excited. We got goals. Our goal is um, what do we say? Our goal is one hundred Sunday brunch um supporters by a hundredth episode. Oh, that's our goal. I love it. I love goals. <laughs> <laughs> So go on over to patreon.com slash your gay aunties um, and become a Sunday brunch um, supporter. Um, you can get a link right on our IG page at your gay aunties, um, you know, right in the in the bio link. And of course, if you have letters, letters. Um, for us, we love reading your letters, your wonderful stories of you just going through life, but just having some questions on how exactly to do that. Mm -hmm. We're here for you and you can holler at us at your gay aunties at gmail.com and of course you can dm dm us at your gay aunties on ig Woo! what if yes. i what? am
a young queer college student. <gasps> and I See. would like to just have an opportunity to sit down with my aunties. What could I do? <laughs> okay. You will, we are introducing something we're really excited about. That's what, that's what we're ready to sing to. Okay. <laughs> like we said, okay. Like we said, we got into this for y'all mm-hmm. and there's nothing that is better than coming to you every week than to actually come to you face to face. Yeah. All right. So we want to visit our babies on college campuses. We are currently um, fielding through in- inquiries mm-hmm. <laughs> those who are interested in bringing your gay aunties to your college for a live recording. Mm-hmm. Okay. But hold up, hold up. There's more. There's more. <laughs> <laughs> Because because we know entertainment is number one with colleges. They, you know, educational um, components are very important. Trust me, we all went to college. We know how it rolls, okay? We also, it's going to be a combo package. So not only do you have a live recording of your gay aunties at your college, you also will have a screening of you people. There's an entire generation that has not seen this film that has really aged well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it is so pertinent and has insight into our own community that you may have not, actually I guarantee you have not heard before. We've played certain clips here, but those are just clips. So if you want to bring you people, the film for a screening and talk back, a film that both me and Red are a part of mm-hmm. and in, Okay, and also follow that up with a live taping of your gay aunties at your campus. Woo-hoo! Holla at us, holla at us at your gay aunties, okay, at gmail.com. Also, we put a link on the IG page where you can go to a one pager that you can send to your professor or whomever mm-hmm. so they can clearly understand. And you also can contact us through that one pager. Woo! That's a lot of announcements. (laughs) We got big things popping. We got big things. We got big things, you know. So, and this is for spring. This is for fall. This is an ongoing thing. Mm -hmm. We really want to keep the college thing going because it's really important. You are our babies. We want to help you. And we know college is hard enough. Mm -hmm. So I know your personal lives is kicking your ass as well. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That being said, that's a lot to digest. Please Mm -hmm. rewind. Um, if you didn't get all of the contact info or what we are about, but we are about it, y'all, in 2020. Yeah. Um, so yeah, please we're... also uh, leave comments. Oh. Leave us comments oh, on the yes. um, whatever format you're listening to the show on. That really helps. Yes, that could be SoundCloud. That could be iTunes. Of course, we love your reviews. We love them. They'd be consistent mm-hmm. five-star reviews and really yes. just, it helps us understand what you're understanding, how you're receiving us. Mm-hmm. We really love those reviews, you know. Um, and of course, there's, there's our, our home base, which is Instagram. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. And we're okay. on Twitter. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Actually, you know, we got more. We got a couple more announcements. Couple announcements. Yes. We want to give. We want to. Wanna, yes, we are on Twitter. And we're on Twitter only because, because. one, one of our three, count of one, two, three. three. Yes. Interns 
suggested that we that we get on Twitter. All right. Okay. So you know, helping your aunties out. Thank right. you. Thank you. All thank right? you. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. So we want to just you know just give a, really a big shout out and love to our new um, gay aunties team. Big up to Latoya. Big up to Kiera. And big up to LB. Thank you, y'all. We Yay. really appreciate the help that you're you know you're giving us, and we're gonna take it to the next level with your help. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. All right, children. We all love right, you children. all so, so much. So much. I have no idea. This is like, I love my Sunday mornings because mm-hmm. like, okay, okay, you know. <laughs> but um, all right. So that's that for this episode, episode 53. And I am Honey Kualita. And I am Red Summer. And we are your gay aunties. Bye, babies. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Peace. <laughs>